It's the Slasher Sanitarium back again. This week we are talking about episode 4 of Sci-Fi series Channel Zero. Before we get into that though, I want to remind you that the Slasher Sanitarium podcast is brought to you by the Questionable Endeavor Network. Visit questendnetwork.com for information on all the podcasts available under the Questionable Endeavor Network. Visit the website for articles and streaming videos about wrestling, horror, gaming, and more. Check out our serial horror podcast, The Shadow Vein Podcast. If you're a fan of geek and gaming culture, check out Words of Geekdom. If you're a fan of anime, check out Tuning Japanese. And if you're a fan of wrestling, check out the Rundown Wrestling Podcast, as well as the Raw Attitude Podcast. And if you like video games, check out Pawn Stars. Email the show at the slasher sanitarium at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Slasher Podcast or like our Facebook page. Please visit patreon.com slash slasher podcast to support and keep the Slasher Sanitarium alive. If you wish to sponsor the Slasher Sanitarium, please head over to advertisecast.com slash 824. It is Channel Zero, Episode 4. We are following up a pretty intense Episode 3, so I expect that this episode is just going to keep us going here. We've got three episodes to go counting this one, so let's get into it. We start again in 1988, where Mike is talking to a young girl. The girl asks Mike if he thinks that Jean is dead. Mike says he wants to show her something. It's not his dick. Instead, it's a doll Eddie made of Pirate Percy hidden in the piano. TV turns on to Candle Cove and Jawbone says something is coming. Back to modern day Mike, he asks Lily how she got there. She says it's different. Lily says she is home. Marla is trying to call Mike's wife, and Marla says that Mike should let her sleep. Mike takes Lily to bed. In the morning, we have Jessica and her son walking down the hospital halls, and she sees that there is now a ton of Candle Cove art on the walls. Uh, so suddenly Mike doesn't sound so crazy, huh? The kid says he is not mad at his sister. They hug it out, and Jess sees that the boy has now lost a tooth. The little girl is holding said tooth in her hand. So is she the Eddie here? Is, is she kind of the ringleader? Because it seems like Miss Booth is kind of that way, but we'll see. Back to Mike, who is downing a ton of pills. And then finally they get a hold of Mike's wife to wake her up, and, answer, and she answers the phone. Good thing that Erica knows exactly where her daughter is. Uh, Erica says she'll be on the next flight. Mike tries to reassure her. That doesn't really seem to work. And Jessica is talking to Gary while he is locked in a cage. Not a cell, mind you. An actual cage. Like cells at bars. This was a like square pattern cage. Mike says he needs to get. she needs to go home and get Gary's gun. If he's wrong about Mike, then she doesn't need to use it. Jessica leaves and gets a phone call from Mike. And Mike asks her for a favor. We get Lady Cop looking through files before a 12-year-old cop comes in and says that the mushrooms were a gift from him, so that explains the oddness of, of last episode. Uh, he proceeds to hit on Lady Cop, saying he'd like to, you know, make her a meal with those mushrooms. Uh, he plays off his sexual harassment by saying he guess you didn't listen to that sexual harassment seminar, alerting everyone to the fact that you're sexually harassing what is now your boss does not make it okay. Back in 1988, and we have the twins with who at this point I assume is young Jessica, the girl from before. Jess gives Mike a kiss before try before leaving uh, to try to stick it to Eddie because Eddie is like, "This is your girlfriend now." So obviously, uh, you know, girl coming between the brothers. So we flash cut to Jessica, thus proving that the young girl is in fact Jessica. So Lily asks what Mike is doing. Marla questions why Lily would call Mike by his name. And 
Mike introduces Lily to Jessica, who bought her some clothes. Lily knows that Mike and Jess are friends. Lily says that she likes pirates, not dolls. Jessica asks what kind of pirates, and Lily goes to the secret compartment under the piano that holds Eddie's per- pirate Percy doll. They ask how Lily knew, that, knew where the doll was. She responds that it is hard to be in this body. She, sa- she says she is not Lily. She says that she is Eddie by saying, I would know who you are no matter what. Eddie says that Lily is dreaming this, and there that is where she is. So that makes sense why Lily was calling him Mike, why she was saying that this is kind of different and everything like that. So obviously now we've got it where Eddie is now inhabiting the body of Lily. Lily's consciousness is apparently in a dreamlike state. We get a flashback to 1988 where Eddie jump scares Mike with a Percy doll. Eddie says that it gets stronger with everyone they send there, and Eddie makes him promise that he will never love Jessica more than him. We get a uh, play going on, um, complete with uh, with four kids wearing the masks of Percy, Jawbone, Wormy Guy, and one other one that I didn't catch. Mike and Lily Eddie are playing the card game that never ends. Behind Mike we see someone in full pirate gear, but they do not appear to have a face. Mike picks up his brother-daughter, and they leave the room. Lady Cop is sitting with the principal. She needs to talk to some kids. They are all in Miss Booth's class, so I assume this is our four pirates and Miss Booth is our murder teacher. Jessica tells Marla that it is not really him. Uh, she doesn't seem convinced, though. Speaking of Eddie and Lily's body, that is. Uh, Mike finally calls her Eddie. Uh, he asks why Eddie is there. He asks if he knows who made the show, how it does what it does. Uh, Eddie says he remembers what Mike did, so completely no-sells all of the questions that uh, that Mike was asking. Mike apologizes, and Eddie seems cool with it. He's just like, you had to do what you had to do. Mike must help Eddie in order for Lily to come back. Off-camper whisper in the ear of what Mike has to do, and he doesn't seem very happy with the news. So they need to get Eddie's body, but we don't know what they need to do with it yet. Mike says he will be careful, and he's not going to wind up in jail with Gary. Uh, Back with the play for a couple of shots before Lady Cop arrives to an empty classroom. So I guess Miss Booth decided not to be helpful. Lady Cop sees a carving on the desk of a person with four knives stabbed into them. Foreshadowing. Mrs. Booth jump scares her. She tries to lie and say that the principal said to send them to the office. Lady Cop says, no, I heard him, and she's just like, I must have misunderstood. Not sure you're going to misunderstand any of that, but whatever. Lady Cop says she was teaching in 1988. She asked if she knew the Painter Twins, and then asked what Eddie was like. Uh, Mrs. Booth responds that he was shy, but he was always kind to Jacob. Uh, spoiler alert, he killed your kid. She says her kid was simple, but he looked pretty on the ball when we saw him last. So Lady Cap leaves, and we go back to 1988 where we are with Jacob. Eddie has come to a visit, and... Uh, Eddie, it seems like this is setting up that Miss Booth kind of sacrificed her kid to Candle Cove. Because Miss Booth hugs Jacob, she's got one dish glove on, I'm not sure if there's any significance to that, and then the Candle Cove comes on the TV and she can see it. Mike and Jessica walk out onto the porch. Jessica in 1988 says that Mike called her to get her to go to the crow's nest. Mike obviously did not do this. So he asks her if she knows how to tell him and Eddie apart and says that Eddie has an extra tooth. So, tying it all together there. 
Jessica says she can tell him apart if he tries to kiss her, which I'm not sure what that means. I don't know if that means that maybe Eddie's gay? Maybe I'm reading too much into it? Maybe I'm just putting that in my fanfiction? I don't know. So uh, Eddie is waiting for her with hook in hand, but obviously doesn't show up. Mike and Eddie have a fight over the fact that Eddie is killing people, and Eddie seems to think that they're both in it together. Eddie shoves Mike, and they fight. Mike proceeds to grab Eddie's fingers, which are still broken, and he uh, grabs the hook and runs off. We uh, cut over to Lady Cop, and she sees Alex run past Downey Hallway. I only know the kid's name because she actually says it in this one. Again, I, I keep calling her Lady Cop because I don't think I've ever even heard them say her name, and if I have, they've said it once, and I just missed it. She gives chase. Lady Cop goes to the library. Uh, every commuter, computer monitor that she passes turns on, and we see Jawbone in each one of them. Really cool kind of visual there, just to see that he's kind of stalking her through this. Lady Cop arrives in the gym and breaks up the play. She proceeds to question the kids a little bit. She just says, what were you doing? They say they're rehearsing. She asks, what about yesterday? They say they were playing doctor or playing surgeon. Um, they give her a little bit of attitude. And then she tells them to go home. So she spent all this time tracking them down and then just tells them to go home. Pretty sure she had a reason to talk to them, but apparently if that reason was just, hey, what were you doing yesterday? It's a pretty, this is a lot of work to go through just to get them to say something like that. Next morning, we see Jessica at the hospital waking up next to her daughter. Jessica gives, gives Mike Gary's keys and says she's coming with him. Uh, Lady Cop gets some takeout and she drives off as we see a slow pan over to see that the four kids are following her on foot. In the morgue, we get Mike and Jessica opening up a body bag with Eddie's body in it. Cut over and Marla is standing over Lily as she colors. Back to Mike and Jessica, and we say, and um, I guess that Eddie wanted to be buried. They drop him into the dirt here. Cut back over to Marla making some food. Cut back over, and nope, not buried. Burned. They proceed to burn Eddie's body. Uh, cut over to Marla, and we see she wants to see what Lily has drawn. Uh, we don't get to see it, but uh, she's definitely treating it as if this is her kid. So we cut back to see that the four kids are still in the hunt. Looks like Lady Cop and Preteen Cop are fucking now. As they wake up, or they not wake up, but cut over to them laying next to each other. And of course, you know, with the uh, really bad, you know, I just fucked you, but now I'm going to cover up my tits kind of shit. Um, so if I can show whatever they want to there, they just are choosing not to here. I mean, they said fuck last week. She asks him if he believes in intuition and following your gut. Uh, he says, yeah. She gets up and has a bunch of strategically placed items to hide her fun bits. She proceeds to get dressed, and she tells preteen cop to stay there. Uh, she's upset over the fact that she let the kids go. She proceeds to go to Mrs. Booth's house and proceeds to open her, the, her door, saying that she smells marijuana, which is a complete abuse of power. She hears something crash in the basement, uh, proceeds to head down the stairs, and starts to walk through a very large basement. Turns on the light, and we hear another noise. Uh, we see there's a jawbone figure on the shelf, just a little doll. Uh, she hears a cat meow, turns over, and there's Daphne's body laying on the ground. And a cat is licking at her throat. So, you buried one guy, but this one you're just like, fuck it, just throw it in the garage, it's fine. Uh, Jessica's at home and sees someone in her house wearing a Percy mask. So, uh, swerve... The kids were not going after Lady Cop, they are going after Jessica. 
Another kid comes up from behind her. They both pull out knives. Jessica demands they give her the knife, and they do by slicing her hand. Uh, she pulls out Gary's gun. The kids say, you're not going to shoot us for kids. The third kid runs, kid runs up and stabs her in the back. She proceeds to run away and gets stabbed by a fourth kid. Then he proceeds to stab the shit out of her, killing her. So ends Jessica. Not at all what I was expecting. We see Mrs. Booth is standing in Jessica's house and watching over the handiwork. Flash cut over to Lily screaming for her mommy, so I guess that she is back and Eddie is gone. Lily asks how she got there. Mike doesn't answer the answer her question, just says everything's okay. And we cut to black as the end of the episode. <clears throat> all in all, a really good episode. They did a good job of kind of building up suspense that uh, this was going to be the end of Lady Cop. Um, and instead, they wind up taking out uh, who I thought was going to be one of the few people to make it out of this season alive. Uh, or the, sh- the show, I should say, because it's only one season. Uh, killing Jessica in episode four with, with two episodes to go was, is pretty ballsy. Um, it's going to obviously set into motion a lot of things there. You know, you've got Gary already thinking that Mike is, is a little bit off, but this one here, uh, I, I'm sure he'll probably blame it on Mike, but it, it's hard to, hard to say that because all we've ever seen is that, you know, Mike is, is pretty close with Jessica and doesn't really have a reason to kill her. Um, if Lady Cop winds up making it out alive, she's going to know that something is going on with Miss Booth, and I don't know if they're going to be able to tie Jessica's death to Miss Booth at all, um, other than the fact that there's a shit ton of stab wounds on her, and I'm assuming if they look into it enough, they're going to do some forensic ex- uh, uh, knowledge and see that they are not all made by the same person stabby stab stabbing her in the face. So... Uh, I was completely taken aback by that. Gotta say, um, you know, six episode season, they're, they're, they're rolling right through here. Uh, really, really haven't had a, a wasted episode here. Um, this one, I felt like they had a lot of ground to cover, and, and they did. So it'll be very interesting to see what they do for the next two episodes, uh, which, we, of course, I'll be reviewing in the next two weeks here. Um, but with that... I know that uh, I kind of flew through this episode, but it was kind of a fast. It was, it was a a episode where not a whole lot happened into it. Um, they you know they kind of slow built a lot of things, but it, it built up to the crescendo at the end there. So that's why this episode is a little bit shorter than it's normally been, but easily digestible. And we'll be back for a another uh, movie. I have not picked what movie it's going to be yet, uh, so I expect it to be kind of a surprise when it drops tomorrow. Uh, Until then, see ya.